Hey, everybody. I'm Will. I'm Matt, and this is the Carolina Way Podcast. Bernard to the 40. Will they catch him inside the 20? Giovanni Bernard. Tar Heels are the national dadgum champions. The ceiling is the roof. That's what it's all about right there. That's on the floor. That's on your shirt. That's in your heart. That's why we're all here. Will, what a last episode with our boy George, British Tar Heel. It was an honor to have him on. But now we got to move on to football and Georgia Tech. But before we start that, man, what I get yesterday on the recruiting trail. Um, we, we have a big-time running back in Mario Hampton already. But to get Petaway, well, we've been talking about this for weeks. We felt like we were going to get them, but you never know when you have st- competitions such as Florida, Penn State, and Oregon. Yeah, Matt, with George coming on the pod this week, it's almost like being called or being woken up one morning and told, it's your birthday. And yeah. you used to say, really? And they're like, yeah, let's start celebrating. That's what it's like to have George on the podcast. So I'm still coming back off uh, and coming back down to earth after that great experience. And it was a lot of fun anytime that George can come on and we can talk about some Carolina basketball too, along with football. But man, we, I mean, we've had George Petaway in our um, podcast description of talking points for probably three different episodes by now. We've been talking about this guy throughout the summer during the recruiting. And it was really, we're just going to keep following it until he actually made his decision, which he did last night. I was watching on CBS HQ and I mean after what happened last night I don't think anyone should ever do their commitment on CBS Sports HQ because they like broke up and they cut away from it but he still went on with the commitment very weird situation but we got him over some top schools like you said uh, like SEC school of Florida and you know of course the Virginia schools I'm sure we're in the hunt Oregon Penn State and others of course uh, huge get especially considering we already have uh, is it Amarion? Amarion Hampton is our other running back already in the class as a four-star. So he has no problem coming in. And obviously that was probably part of the recruiting pitches, splitting the reps, kind of like um, Javante and Michael Carter did. And it, I guess it was appealing enough for him to leave the two up, two down and come to North Carolina. Yeah. And a lot of people forget that we also have uh, Kamaro Edmonds who's a four-star runner back in that same class. So it's like three four-star runner backs and Caleb Hood. Caleb Hood is still on the team, let's not forget, and he's looking pretty dang good. So we're going to have four, four-star runner backs. Um, they're going to get plenty of time in the next few years. It's going to be interesting to see who's in, who's out, but it's a good problem to have. Um, I know Petaway reached for that Oregon hat and then reached for the Penn State hat, I think, but ultimately put that Carolina blue on, you love to see it. Well, the funny thing is you could probably already tell which team he was picking beforehand if you saw the close-up picture of the hats because there was three dad hats of these schools that still had the stickers on them and everything. And then there was the UNC hat that looked different from all of them, didn't have the sticker on, a little bit worn that they placed down. (laughs) So it was almost a little bit telling ahead of time, but I know you're very superstitious. So I wasn't about to text you about it. 
But, you know, that's what some people on Twitter were saying. That's some great investigating there, Will. I didn't even notice that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, obviously I went up to uh, the recruitment so that we could have a uh, presence there for us. <laughs> I will say this. He also mentioned that he's planning on enrolling early, um, which is a great look because that always tells a lot about a, a recruit because he wants to get on campus, get acclimated, and, and work hard on a college level. Yeah, how early is my question. <laughs> I'm ready to have this guy this weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah no, very, very exciting to have him enroll early, and I know that's it's always a limited number of players that can enroll early. It's not like your whole class can, as far as I'm, as far as I know, because then that plays into the numbers that can be uh, playing with spring ball and all that stuff too that he'll get to participate in. And you, you know, you really don't if you go through the rest of your high school spring season. You kind of as Matt Brown says, you know, you're not, you know, getting in favor of the coaches necessarily or anything like that, but you're definitely getting a head start on everyone else. It's coming in in the summer. So there's something to be said for that. And especially with the stat backfield, uh, I'm sure it probably favors him um, or suits him pretty well to want to come in early and try and get a little bit of a head start on some of these guys too. Yeah. And just think about, I mean, the facilities and the weight room and things that we have that obviously are going to be better than any high school in the country so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that'll help him improve before he even gets on the field absolutely so now sadly we won't have george petaway as a uh, <laughs> little description of our podcast for the next year probably uh, but who knows <laughs> i don't know there might be some workout videos that he drops or something like that and of course we'll talk about it because that's our guy but moving on to the game this weekend we got to start getting a little uh highlight little predictions of the game this weekend you know UNC has just going to go ahead and get the stat out of the way Matt that you don't have to go too far on inside Carolina to find some disappointing stats right so I go on inside Carolina for two and a half minutes and I found two of them the first was the last three ranked Tar Heel teams have then gone on to lose an away game to an unranked opponent uh, which also includes this year's loss to VT. We also remember it last year with losing to Florida State when we were ranked number five. We lost to Virginia last year at Virginia at Halloween time. So um, not not the uh, type of stats that you want to maybe know about, but this team has also been a part of that. So that you would think this would have their attention. So I wouldn't even say that this is bad unless it was more historical context than just three games, Matt. Yeah, well, this is the week that we break all of these negative chains off. We break these horrible um, problems we've had in the past because we are also wearing the Stormtrooper all-white uniforms, Will, and we have never won in those uniforms. But I'm telling you right now, we are not losing to an unrated opponent on the road, and we are winning in the Stormtrooper uniforms it's time to break these horrible things that have hung over our program for so long. It's time to be a new Mac Brown Carolina program. And I think my comment last night on the UNC football page might've gotten deleted for me because I was coincidentally on Instagram and so they posted the, the sweet video of course. They always kill the videos. I mean, do copy our videos. <laughs> uh, we posted it and I commented, no, in all caps. And all these other people started coming in and commenting like, oh, I see fire, you know, like iced out, all this stuff. 
And then I look back later, my comments gone. I might have deleted that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no one else really noticed that we just hadn't won a game with these outfits. I guess people um, are just so excited after the game last week. And, you know, of course, the video was sweet. So you're not probably thinking about that right away. But I was. TP told us that was his least favorite jersey combo. He's like, can't you throw some? I remember this, Matt. He said, can't you throw something blue in there? Like a blue helmet, some pants, but no. But if you're going to yeah. break the streak, this is, you know, as easy, I guess, if, if you're going to talk about away games, you can't ask for a much easier game if it's going to be an ACC game to break it than, than Georgia Tech, I guess. Yeah, never forget your history, kids. Never forget your history. That's all I have to say. Um, yeah, Georgia Tech seems like on paper um, and record-wise an easy opponent, should be an opponent we take care of. The only blip in that is how well they played, how close they played against Clemson last week. I don't know if that says more about them or more about Clemson, but I'm feeling confident going into the game and, you know, we have to win these games if we want to be a big program. Well, also that Clemson-Georgia Tech game, I'm not – like, I didn't see anything from that game, Matt, but I did see on ESPN, like, checking the scores, that it was delayed. So, I'm assuming it was for weather. So, I'm sure that that probably plays a part, too. And if it would, if they started playing again, who knows? It could have just been an absolute downpour. I have no idea, so I'm just speculating. But if it's an absolute downpour and Clemson has a lead – they have no reason to really worry about anything other than just not fumbling the football at that point, which, you know, very well probably could have played a factor into it. I don't know. But it does tell you that Georgia Tech can didn't just give up to them, though, and they were competing. So hopefully that that was also a nice wake-up call for us because I don't want to be beating Georgia Tech this weekend by six points. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's better that Georgia Tech played their their best game of the season last week, hopefully, rather than coming to us and being motivated and playing like that. So Clemson, you know, if you had to experience that, good for y'all. I'm glad. I'm, I hope Georgia Tech comes in this week feeling a little too confident. <laughs> yeah. And what's up with us playing at the Mercedes-Benz? I feel like that's kind of a disadvantage for Georgia Tech to go from their home stadium to a much, much bigger stadium that they – obviously will not be filling to capacity. I think that's only going to encourage more Tar Heel fans to go to the game now that there's more tickets available, which then is going to worsen the home field factor for them. But maybe that's just me speculating too. I feel like playing in Mercedes, it's not a neutral site game, but it feels like a neutral site game. Yeah, don't forget, Will, uh, Atlanta is the second largest hub for Carolina alumni also. So there should be a pretty good Carolina crowd there. Every, Mercedes-Benz Stadium is a great place to play. Um, from what I've heard from people that have, that have went, great concession prices. Apparently, they have the lowest concession prices of any stadium in uh, America. So, good for the people that get to go to the game. I won't be there, but I'll be watching close on TV. Man, this man does his general alumni association homework. I like that. This, the one of the biggest hubs for UNC alumni. That's great, Matt. And you know, pretty close to at least the Charlotte area, North Carolina area too. I haven't even looked through to see if other people were going to the game, but with some other big games on the schedule, of course, you would you know maybe skip this one, especially sandwiched in between a couple home games too. But 
um, yeah, hoping to see a good little turnout of UNC fans at the game. That'll be fun. Yeah, Mac Brown uh, said he splits the season up into games. So you had these first few games, and now he said we're in the second part of the season. And, and he said this is obviously the most uh, important part of the season because you now have um, this game this week, and then you have Duke, and you have Florida State, and you have Miami, and you have Notre Dame in the second part of the season. This is a tough stretch for us. Um, luckily, a lot of the tough games are at home. And then Notre Dame's the one tough game that's away. But it, this is really going to uh, show what this team's about. And we need to get on to a good start in Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice. Clemson has not been just overwhelming this year. Notre Dame hasn't been overwhelming either. They have a much weaker offensive and defensive line now. So I'm a lot less concerned with that. Notre Dame, even though their quarterback seems to be a pretty good pass for the ball, that game doesn't seem impossible to go into Notre Dame to win. And, of course, all our home games are, you know, obviously winnable as well. So, you know, if we could get on a run, it all starts with, you know, continuing to beat Georgia Tech here. So, if, you know, of course, you don't win this game, then, you know, what are you really playing for um, in terms of your preseason goals? Yep. And I will say we did get the line and the over and under on this game. We are pretty heavy favorites, uh, 12 and a half point favorites and the over under is 63. <clears throat> I, that, that is a heavy favorite. I would take the 12 and a half um, if I was betting on the game. I, I don't bet on Carolina. Never would do that. Too superstitious. But Will, do what you, you want to go wait, ahead and make our prediction? What do you mean? What do you mean you're going to take the 12 and a half? I mean, I would, I would bet Carolina that's gonna is gonna win more than twelve and a half. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Right. I might have said that wrong. Fair enough. <laughs> um. Yeah. So do you have score predictions here, and then we can, or do you want to go over under now? For my spread, uh, just because of how Georgia Tech played, and I we haven't hit a spread yet this year, Matt, just so that we can cover our bases here, and we're not just two schmucks with the podcast. I'm going to say that Georgia Tech covers just uh, just to get us off the board and rolling. Yeah, so as I said, Carolina Carolina covers, and I'm a, for my over and under, I'm going under. And I'm part of the unders club at this point, I guess. Um, and I'm very underestimating how good our offense is, obviously, too. Virginia Tech just rings in my head every time I think about this team, though. Score prediction – 35-14 heels, book it. This is going to be my week. That's a pretty good score. Uh, hopefully that's a low-stress score. And, yeah, uh, and Georgia Tech doesn't punch us in the mouth early. <laughs> um, for my score, I like 34-21. I like 34-21. Yep. I like that. Wait, nope, no, I don't. Oh, oh uh oh. 34 Last 24. 34, 34 24. 24. Yeah, I got to make sure that GT covers the spread here. <laughs> that's true. You know, that's just going to be their last uh, second field goal to make everyone happy. I think anybody that's going to predict this game is going to predict that if, if Georgia Tech is in the game, then it's going to be low scoring. If Carolina wins big, then Carolina probably scores a lot, and Georgia Tech tends to struggle to score, it seems. <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to I see. I would love for us to 
uh, I would love to not stress at all for us to just win by as many points as possible. I completely agree with you on that. And if they're going to have to score, they're going to have to score at the hands of their freshman quarterback, Matt, who is the young Jordan Yates, uh, nephew of former Tar Heel, former Tar Heel TJ Yates. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, TJ Yates. Uh, when I first got into football, TJ Yates was quarterback. Um, always fun to watch. He made a few bad mistakes when you didn't need him to, but he had a good little NFL career. Also played at the Texans. Um, but TJ, I would, I know you're pulling for your brother this weekend, but Jordan, Jordan's not ready for this defense we got. Yeah, no chance. And um, yeah, TJ Yates kind of stuck around the NFL for a lot longer than I would have thought. Like he was actually starting some games for the Texans at one point, uh, which just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but he was able to carve himself out a nice little career. Yeah, sometimes that backup position is the best position in football. Just get to sit back and every once in a while come in and throw, throw a pass. Ask Geno Smith. He doesn't even have to come in to play for Russell Wilson. For sure. <clears throat> I will say, Will, I'm looking forward to the game. Um. This is, yeah, this is our first time playing in Mercedes-Benz. Going to be interesting to watch on TV. Wish I was at the game, honestly. I was thinking about going to it. Um, just was a, a hassle, kind of. I needed a break, kind of like you said. And uh, I'm excited to get back to Duke at home next week. At 12. At 12. Rise and shine. And the time of this game is 730. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. So... We're primetime university at this point. <laughs> yeah, even when we're not, we're on ESPN two at noon. So that'll be that'll be fun. <laughs> I'm excited to go to that game again after seeing that Virginia game last week in person was something else. Yeah, we gotta sneak you into that student section uh for that Miami game though. Oh man. The last time I was <laughs> in the student section for the Miami game. Whoa. <laughs> You were right there beside me, too, I believe. We were right up there beside each other for that one, right? Sure was. Yes, I was. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they'll be able to keep me out for that game, Matt. <laughs> oh, we'll get it. We'll get it. And George, we'll fly George over for that one. You know what? Let's just go all out. <laughs> hey, what George doesn't know is if he comes to the game, he's going to have to do the push-ups on the push-up counter. Uh, we're going to get B-Dot out there to do push-ups on the push-up counter. Um, I thought it was so funny last week. Everyone was after the game was like, where's Mandy? Where's Mandy? And I sent all that stuff to our friend, Mandy. We're going to get her out there on the push-up yeah. board. Um, I mean, who knows? We might even be able to get a football player to do it during the game too. That'd be something. Yeah, that's what we need. Hey, if, you know, we've beat Duke sometimes uh, where it's, it's such a big win that our football players probably could go over there and do push-ups during the game. So maybe, maybe it'll happen again. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, we and we got to stay up on the ACC here and hold them responsible, Matt. I mean, they are not doing their job right with Josh Downs. I did you see it during the game last week? Because did I not, was uh, I was just not aware. Yeah, did not see it during the game. Uh, had no idea about it even until I think the next day. George is actually the one who brought it up on the podcast and That's sent right. it to sent it to me and you. Absolutely shocking. Matt Brown said he he has never been so disappointed in the ACC, the fact they responded in the way that they did. Who's the commissioner, Jim Phillips? Yep. 
Yeah, I couldn't imagine being Jim Phillips going to bed at night knowing Mac Brown is disappointed in my job performance. Uh, couldn't be me. So yeah, could it be? Have, have have fun sleeping in that bed. So yeah, uh, I mean that was pretty pretty trashy. So hopefully we don't have any of that this weekend. Yeah, and some some Virginia fans, and you can't judge a fan base off a few, but I will say saw some very bad responses from Virginia fans on Twitter about it. One Virginia fan even made the hit his Twitter picture. Um, so, you know, stay classy, Virginia. I, there were some in, uh, inappropriate chants coming out of the student section last week, and I was actually taken up for you. Now it's kind of tough to, to say those, ch- those chants were maybe a little accurate. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you wouldn't see those. I was trying to log into the Carolina Way Twitter and block all those accounts that we wouldn't rile you up on that, but I guess you still saw him anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, man, I was like, what if Matt gets a hold of this? <laughs> Oh yeah, did it not? Hey, you should be proud though. I did not respond. Did not respond. To <laughs> a lot. Uh, what is it? The lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of sheep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but go heels, um, beat tech. We will be coming right back to you. Uh, you know, right around early next week, giving you the rundown on what happened. Hopefully. We better be talking about a Hills win. And, yeah. Go Hills. Go Hills. See you soon.